you are now listening to Sports Avenue, hosted by Elliot, Laura Pfeiffer, and Stephen Hines. Enjoy tonight's episode. Welcome back to Sports Avenue, everyone. My name is Elliot Laura Piper, alongside my co-host Stephen Hines, bringing you this very ominous edition of Sports Avenue. Halloween edition, by the way, and we're doing it a week early. It's all right, though. Who doesn't love what, you know, the the teenagers will call it uh, in today's age, the spooky season? Huh. I never fucking thought of that. <laughs> um... But yeah, so welcome to the Halloween edition of Sports Avenue, and uh, we got a lot to talk about, including the Steelers <laughs> barely win uh, over uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Uh, thank you, T.J. Watt. We fucking love you. Um, but starting Deserve off, with, that money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but first, in the NHL, sad thing as a Penguins fan, I'm very upset about this, but the Penguins have always sold out their games at PPG Paints Arena, or also known as the Console Energy Center, um, since, for 14 years, they have sold out their games, there has not been one seat, I'm sure there were a couple, like, a couple of seats left, but for most of the time, they were always sold out, well, against the Dallas Stars last Tuesday, uh, their streak ended, <laughs> and I think it's because Crosby isn't playing right now, and neither is Evgeny Malkin. Well, Malkin fucking sucks anyway, so I don't know why anyone would want to come and see him play, but it was also not a division game, so I guess, but it's like, they were always sold out, and not, and to make this even worse, it was Mike Lang night, which was the um, uh, radio personnel for um, their games, and along with... Uh, just, you know, they lost in general. <laughs> they lost to the Dallas Stars in a shootout. So, one, Mike Lang Knight breaks the fucking streak. Two, they lose two to one. How does that work? Hmm. Um, but yeah, so they lose two to one in a shootout to the Dallas Stars, unfortunately. But I mean, they're looking pretty good so far. I think they got a lot more, um, young kids. And I think that's why a lot of teams should be nervous. I mean, there's no more, like, slow fucking uh, Brandon Tanev or, you know, like, they these are all, like, kids from Wilkes-Barre that have, like, potential and that are, like, just fucking dominating on the ice and they're fast. And, I, and we said this last season, the Penguins were a team of puck skills and we were saying that's kind of dying down now. Now it's about speed and puck skills, which they didn't have any speed. <laughs> so, you know, you couldn't really win games with the Penguins, hence the fucking playoffs last year. So now it's a little better that we have um some speed on our roster with the uh fourth line. Can I just say that uh let's give credit to the Pittsburgh fans. Uh for being able to sell out all of their games yeah. for the past 14 years, especially with hockey season going on at the same time as football season yeah. for yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. And we know how much Pittsburgh fans love their sports. Yeah, and so, that's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously, you can't see the Pirates in the playoffs because that almost never happens. Well, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Going to see a Steelers game and then going to, going to see a hockey game. Like, yeah. it's, always, like it's great to see Pittsburgh fans uh, showing up, supporting their team, and for them to sell out all their games for the past 14 years is amazing. awesome. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, 
Pittsburgh, in my mind, and in everyone's mind that has ever been to Pittsburgh, it will always be a sports city. Always. Um, yeah. I mean, you have fucking Permani brothers naming their sandwiches and fucking, you know, subs and shit after sports players. Yeah, famous ones yeah. from Pittsburgh. So it will always be a sports city. But, um, yeah, so for, for the past 14 years, I mean, they've sold out all their games, and including the Stanley Cup playoffs. So... You know, when they were about, when they did get swept by the New York Islanders in 2019 or 18, yeah, 18, um, no, 2019, I think, when they got swept and they played, when they were playing, uh, they were down 3-0 and in the series in Pittsburgh, I mean, those fans were still chanting, let's go Pens. I mean, they, and the team wasn't even giving them anything to cheer about. They fucking sucked. Yeah. But, I mean, they still showed up. They were there and they cheered. I think Pittsburgh fans have to be one of the best um, uh, sports sports fan bases. Yes, yeah, uh, sports not fan bases. Just for, not even just for football. Like for well, we'll get to the football topic. A lot of people are pissed. We gotta we gotta get to um the football talk yeah. uh, topic mm-hmm. about Steeler Nation. Uh, we'll get there. I'm, I'm I'm a little I don't know. I'm a mixed. I'm mixed on what I think. But um yeah. So sold out games for the past 14 years and then, you know, just ends on one night. I mean, who knows if it was close to a sellout and they just didn't reach that, you know, remedy number. I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But on a good note for me, not for Steven, <laughs> um, Tampa, Tampa Bay, how about this? The defending Stanley Cup champions, I'd like to note back-to-back with the best offense in the NHL and the best goalie in the NHL, not anymore, um, as they've proven, because they have fallen to sixth place in their own division. Once again, let me just note, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Listen, I don't know what's going on. I really don't know at this point. I mean, do you have any idea of what's going on? And listen, I wouldn't be too upset. Like, you're only four games in. You know what I mean? Like, it's four games. I wouldn't be, you know, pissed about this. Standings change in the NHL profusely. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I... I don't know if it's a goaltending issue. I think it's a defense issue. I mean, you have fucking Nikita yeah. Kucherov. It's, you... it, it's it's definitely a defensive issue. Yeah. I mean, our offense has been very, has been very good. I mean, even even in the Detroit Rebels game, we, we gave up six goals. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when, when Vasilevsky is getting, like, that many shots on him, mm-hmm. like, all the time, because it's because of that defense. Victor right. Hedman can't do everything. No. No. Like and the thing is like defense has been atrocious this season and Vasilevsky mm-hmm. just if you like put like thirty shots on him in like a period, yeah. you're gonna he, you're gonna score a few goals because he's gonna get tired but right. by the end of the third period. Right. But then for our offense to score seven goals yeah. even with that and still win, that mm-hmm. shows you how good our offense still is. Good. And that is why our offense is still the best in the NHL. Yeah, well, because, and that's true, I mean, you, I wouldn't be bragging too much that he put up six points, I mean, seven points against the Detroit Red Wings, that's not bragging by any rights. But, but still, I mean, I mean yeah. even though, even when, when, when your goalie, and when your defense is letting up six goals yeah. in a game, and you still win, that's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. Even, even if it is against the Red Wings. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um... I don't know. It's interesting because, like I said, defending Stanley Cup champions back to back. That opening night really just set the fucking tone for their season, pretty much. I mean, you 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 give up six goals against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then like on your banner raising night, 
Fans are fucking mm. happy. They're excited. They're ecstatic. Whatever fucking adjective you want to insert there. And you let in six goals. I mean, your defense was atrocious. Beat to every puck. Four check was terrible. On banner raising night. I mean, that that's kind of a uh, season uh, setter. Or, you know, objective. Like... That's that's just that can't happen. Like I and that was like I yeah. think I read like one of the first times that a team has ever lost on banner raising night. Um, I mean it's obviously happened, but it's like in a couple years since it has actually happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, like I said, like and you said too, this is obviously a defensive problem, and you have players like Victor Hedman. I'm sorry, not Victor Hedman, like Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stankos. You put up seven points against... Braden uh, Point. Yeah, Braden Point against fucking Detroit. Clearly, this is a defensive problem. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, Tampa just won back-to-back Stanley Cup championships. And they've somehow fallen to sixth place in their division. How? I couldn't tell you. But... We'll, we'll see where this goes. I mean, this is definitely going to be another topic down the road to see if they improve or, you know, really start falling. And then we'll see if it's just offense, defense, Vasilevsky. I don't know. But a bad thing is with Vasilevsky, too, he let in six goals against Detroit. With that said, the defense wasn't giving him any breaks. And you yeah. can't expect the goalie to save every single shot if the defense isn't doing their part by blocking yeah. shots or deflecting I mean, like, pucks. If, if it's if it's like a two on one, three on one yeah. every single time the re- every single time the other team's offense goes down the ice. Right. You're gonna they're gonna score eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. I mean even with Vasilevsky still being the best goalie in the NHL. <laughs> well that's debatable, Steven. Um but yeah, so I don't know. Let's let let's give it another two weeks. And yeah. If, and if we are still, if we're not in the top five, at least in the top five of the standings, then I'll then I'll say that Vasilevsky okay. is the best goalie in the NHL. All righty. Well, you got a done deal there. But surprisingly enough, in their division, the Florida Panthers are in first place. Somehow, some way, the fucking Florida Panthers, the nobodies out of Florida, are in first place. Could you imagine that? Um, yeah, so they're in first place now. Um, they beat the Penguins 5-4 to four in overtime. But yeah, it's interesting. So we'll see what happens there. But um, another topic to talk about here. The Seattle Kraken have also fallen bad. And we've, we've covered this the past, I don't know what, three weeks? The Seattle Kraken are atrocious. Unfortunately to say that. Like, they're 1-3. I think they're also they're sixth like the place Texans. in their division. They, they are they are turning they're turning into the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> they join the league and then they suck. Yeah. Every single year. Yeah. They don't, they yeah. They're not gonna. The Kraken are gonna be that team where it's gonna take them a while, I think, to make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you got Yanni Gord from the Lightning and. You and he's definitely your best player. Yeah, he can't do everything. Right, and, and you also have someone like yeah. Brandon Tanev, who I did shit on earlier this episode, but he he is like a contribute to this uh, contributor to this fucking offense. And I don't know what is going on. Grubauer, I said last week I was so happy for him because you know I 
I've been watching him since I've been watching hockey. And he was always a backup. No one ever gave Philip Grubauer a chance. He finally gets a starting position. Well, I wonder why they didn't give him a fucking chance. He's, he sucks. And, um, yeah, and it shows. And, once again, it kind of is like, it's kind of like Tampa's situation where defense is atro- uh, atrocious. And it comes down to the goalie not being able to stop pucks. Because they're tired. But also, I think, in Seattle's case, I think it's more of Grubauer. I mean, he's letting in shots that are should be saved, whether the defense is backing you up or not. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Kraken. I don't know what's going on with all these teams. Like, you remember, like, I don't know who said it last week about the NFL, but, like, all these odd teams are, like, good this year. They are, are oddly well. It's yeah. Oddly well. Yeah. It's like, weird. Like, I mean, but quick. of course now they're turning into frauds. Like the Broncos, they started out three and one, now they're three and yeah. four. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean these these teams are doing really weird, and the teams that were very good last year and you expect to do really well this year, yeah, are not doing well. Right. And right. It's weird to see these teams beating yeah. these supposed Super Bowl contenders, right, or Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Contenders. Yeah. Like the Florida and, Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's it's, and that's the thing. Like, you would think yeah. Pittsburgh would be fucking great this year. I mean, they're not that great this year. I mean, but hey, we're gonna get into that in our next topic. But nobody expected Pittsburgh to be good this year. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? <laughs> I did. You said you you said you said you thought Pittsburgh fans or everybody thought the Pittsburgh. Penguins are gonna be good this year. Nobody thought that. No, I'm talking about the Steelers. That everyone thought oh, the Steelers were gonna do good this year. No, no, I said uh, Steelers. I think I might have said Pittsburgh. No, you said hence, Penguins. you thought the Penguins. But um, yeah, no, everyone thought the Steelers would be good this year. But um, yeah, they're not, not doing too great. Um, we'll get into that. But uh, we tie up our uh, well, moving into our topics now. Pittsburgh picks up the W against Seattle. I can't say I'm too happy, but we tied up our um. Uh, record three and three. We need to get the win next week. Uh, so we can get a head start here. But oh no, I'm sorry. We don't. We have a bye week this week. But um, one thing to note: How the hell did we let Geno Smith score twenty points? I just want to know. I'm just curious. And he still has a great offense around. Him. Yeah, he does. And we and you said that. You said that last week. He does have a great offense around him. But but Geno Smith. Geno fucking Smith. Like, and I'm going to tell you right now, he wasn't terrible. He was not terrible. I mean, by all means, he's a good quarterback. But... He's a good backup. I, yeah, he's a good backup. But I just... I'm confused. <laughs> I'm just really confused. And... I'm not... Con- see, okay, I'll, I'll let you finish now. Yeah. Then I'll make my statement. Yeah. Um, I'm just... Oddly confused. Like, Geno Smith, you know, comes into Pittsburgh. I thought this should be, like, a blowout win. That's what I thought. But at some point, I realized, like, we we dominated the first quarter. For for that fact, the first half. We dominated the entire first half. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the whole fucking situation at the end of the game where the clock stopped and then this, the game, Mm -hmm. and I'm a Steelers fan and I'm saying that there was about one second left on the clock. There was. Um, barely. Yeah, and then they gave him three. Yeah. That, like, fucking three seconds. And it's like, really? Which gave them time to snap the ball. Right. And then tie the game. And yeah. then, you know, T.J. Watt with the big save. 
um, for the Steelers with the uh, uh, forced fumble. And, you know... Forced fumble. Yeah. And then Devin Bush picks it up. It yep. looked like he was going to run the other way for the Seahawks touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where the fuck is he going? <laughs> um, and I... I was just sitting on my couch. It's late at fucking night. It was like 12 in the morning. And I'm just thinking. So, as I was saying, I mean, we, we let him, you know, not let him, but we, we gave up 20 points to Geno Smith in their offense. And um, I don't know. Like I said, it was late at night. It was like 1230 in the morning. And um, just, I don't know. I, I see TJ Watt punch the ball. I'm like, no fucking way. Bush recovers it, and I'm trying not to scream like "fuck yeah," and um, and I was like, when Boswell lined up for the kick, I was like, if you fucking miss this, <laughs> I am no done. I am <laughs> done. <laughs> if they miss that kick, that, that motherfucker's good from like 56. If he would have missed that field goal, could you imagine uh-huh. what that? The city would have burned down. Like. I would have been so pissed if we went on to then lose I, after Miss Kick. I swear, in twenty in twenty nineteen, which was definitely Chris Boswell's worst year kicking wise. Mm-hmm. After that year, he must have gotten like a death threat from yeah. from somebody. Because then all of a sudden, after that year, he just went off. Isn't and he now, like one of the like top ten? At all. Yeah, like isn't yeah. he one of the top ten kickers in the league? Yeah. Like th- he's pretty fucking good, but we have that. Who's that? Who's our new puncher? That's also really good. Presley Harvin. Yeah, he's also <laughs> he really good. Like a seventy-yard punt. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, but he was like he was ranked the best punter in college football. Last yeah, year. and he's great. He really is. Um, but yeah, I just don't know, man. Like, um, yeah, I don't know, but, but uh, yeah. So, I'll make my uh, statement now about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not confused about the Gino, the, that whole Geno Smith thing. Yeah. Uh, letting up 20 points to him. What I'm confused about is Alex Collins. Yeah. I mean, Alex Collins was their backup running back. Mm-hmm. We played against him before when he was in was he when he was in the Ravens. We stuffed him for all ever almost every single time he was on the Ravens. Yeah, and then he comes to the Seahawks, and he's tearing up our defense on the ground. <laughs> I think he rushed for like more than 150 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is Alex Collins. Like, yeah, dominated him before, and now all of a sudden he's popping off on us, and and he's he was one of the main reasons why we were we went into overtime. Yeah, definitely. Um, in that second half. We got beat by the running game tremendously. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that whole second half was just all running from the Seahawks offense. It was offense. definitely a running game. Like, it yeah. was a battle of the running game. Yeah. And Najee Harris, another uh, uh, fabulous uh, night for him. Um, I definitely think he had a better game against, uh, what was it? Um, oh, who the hell was it? Who did we have the week before? The Broncos? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think he had a better game against Denver, um, but still a phenomenal job against uh, the Seahawks defense. Um, that motherfucker just is, he's hes short, but he is fucking powerful. Like, he, he is hard to bring down. Um, 
And that's a good part. I mean, you see that he's like five yards away from the first down. They have him wrapped up. He just keeps pushing. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, that game was just heart-stopping. I was like, if we lose to Geno Smith and the fucking Seahawks. I said it last week. I was going to be a fucking Eagles fan. Um, but I don't know. The Eagles aren't doing great either. So, where do I? who do I root for? Fucking uh, Tampa Bay? Like, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, good win for the Steelers. I was just a little disappointed that it even had to go to overtime. Um, but once again, tied up the series and, uh, just like to note here, TJ Watt is fucking God. (laughs) TJ Watt is God. And I also like to mention that he was named, uh, AFC offense, uh, defensive player of the week. How about that? Not the first time, not the first time that TJ Watt, TJ, that's a normal for TJ Watt. Um, just, just a brilliant fucking player, you know, like, and he, he just, he, uh, what do you call it, um, gets used to the atmosphere when he needs to, when he's under pressure, he knows what to fucking do, like, that scramble Mm -hmm. play, um, and also, the NBC cameraman needs to be fired, he, the fucking, they thought, uh, um, what the fuck, uh, Smith threw the ball, yeah, like, they, they tried to turn the camera, I mean, the motherfucker yeah. was just running up the middle, <laughs> and that's why I well, didn't see... kind of pump fake. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, so, that's that, but, um, yeah, so big win for the Steelers, but one thing that happened during the game, and pretty much why the game ended at, like, 12, 16 in the morning was an injury, um, by, uh, is it Darrell? I think it is, Darrell, uh, yeah. Taylor's. Darrell Taylor, um, had a severe neck injury, and it, and also Ben Roethlisberger commented it was like, uh, being on the field for the Shazier, uh, injury, um, and, um, one thing that a lot of fans, or not Steelers fans, but other NFL fans are really pissed about is that Steeler Nation at Heinz Field decided to do the wave while, um, uh, Taylor's was getting assisted to, and the entire football team, you know, Steelers and Seahawks were surrounding him. And I'm really have mixed emotions on this one. I think, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then it's like, oh, I'm also a Steelers fan that can't be talking shit like that. You know what I mean? But I think it was really wrong of them to do. And everyone's like, worst fan base in the NFL. Bullshit. Worst yeah. fan base? How yeah, would you look at the Philadelphia Eagles? That's- that's not true. No, I mean, yeah. if you want We're to talk the worst fan base. No, no. Uh, you but... want to you want to talk about worst fan bases? How about you look at the Bills Mafia and the fucking Philadelphia Eagles? Okay, it, like Bills beca- fans are, are insane. Yeah, like, I mean they, they fucking they are crazy people. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. They 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 don't have any class, and I don't expect anyone from Philly to have class, but still, um, like. But once again, it, it was really uncalled for to do that in the middle of an injury, especially. I mean, I, I'm sure you can agree. It was uncalled for. Yeah, yeah um, it, was def- it was definitely uncalled for. I mean, I really don't like that, that the Steelers did that yeah. or Steelers fans did that. Uh, it makes me very upset. Yeah. And it makes me very, like, I, like, I don't like at all. Like, I'm still a Steelers fan at yeah. heart, but... Like you can't be doing that when somebody yeah. has a severe injury. Like I mean, and he or wasn't, any, or any, any, or any injury for that matter. Yeah. I mean, he was getting carted off the field, and you're and you're doing the wave, you're cheering, and yeah, it's like it, it's very, it's not, it's not like he, it's not even like it's a rival. Like it's, right. it's an out of conference game. 
mm-hmm. that I mean it, it, it just doesn't make any sense yeah especially for them like Steeler fans are known for having a lot of class and you know being respectful and I mean they cheered when he was brought off the field but that doesn't you know excuse the fact that they did that during his injury and it, yeah. like you said they shouldn't be doing it for any injury whether it's just a short you know I got the fucking air taken out of me or the wind fucking taken out of me but they literally were cheering as this guy had a severe neck injury and wasn't moving like that definitely would bring you back to the Shazier and injury you know what I mean like he wasn't moving yeah. the NBC went to like four different commercial breaks because they weren't getting him off the field and I'm not sure if he gave the thumbs up going off the field or not I didn't catch it um but yeah they took him to a nearby uh uh medical facility um I think it was uh University of Pittsburgh Hospital um UMPC but yeah I, I don't know I don't know. It's like I said, I'm mixed about it. I think it was really uncalled for and just downright wrong. But um, that's debatable. Uh, but let's say uh, I just looked up this stat right here. This thought. This is the highest graded. Uh, these are the top three highest graded defensive linemen right now. Oh yeah. And see. Here we go. So number three, Max Crosby. Very surprising. I mean, you know, yeah. He's he's had a very good season. Mm-hmm. Definitely an, an underdog for a, a great defensive lineman in this season. He yeah. has a rating of 91.5, which right. is very good. Because Aaron Donald, who's second, is has a 91.7. Everybody thinks Aaron Donald's the best defensive lineman in the league. Right. And he probably is, but he's not the highest graded. The right. highest graded defensive lineman, do you have a guess? Who the highest grade defensive lineman is? TJ Watt. No. Who is it? Cam Hayward. Yeah, that makes sense. Cam Hayward is a ninety-two point three. Damn. Yeah. Rated always. I always fucking you know. Cam Hayward is he intercepting any balls really? No, but he is one to tip them a lot, and you see it a lot from him. And he is just he a is fucking a beast. Monster. Yeah, he's a beast. Um. But yeah, and this is the topic just to note. The Cleveland Browns are now without Baker Mayfield. How about that? Um, this Now, this kind of brings us to the Seahawks topic again. I mean, now top two quarterbacks that the Steelers were supposed to play are now injured. Hmm. So, no Russell Wilson, and now no Baker Mayfield. So, we don't need to worry about Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't even know who the hell their fucking uh, backup is. Um... But, yeah, no Baker Mayfield for right now. And, uh, therefore, I think we should get a win against the Browns. I mean, what do you think? I think so. Yeah. I think I think we should be able to get a win against the Browns. Although, defense-wise, uh, like, or offense-wise, I guess, going yeah. against the Browns' defense, that's what I worry about. Yeah. Like, I'm very worried about how our offense is going to do against that Cleveland Browns' defense. They have a very good defense, especially in, on the D-line. Mm-hmm. They have a very good D-line. They have a decent secondary. They have okay linebackers. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be very difficult to get past that defense, especially with, our, with the way our offense is playing. And here's I mean, the thing. In the, I... la- in the last game, they played okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm very worried to see how that how we're yeah. going to play against that. Here's the thing with... Yeah, here's the thing with the Steelers. I don't think... 
our receivers or Ben is the problem? Ben is partly the problem, but it's really our offensive line. Like, this is why the Steelers have to throw these five-yard slants or three-yard fucking uh, screens because Ben has no time to throw. But then the other thing is, when Ben is given plenty of time to throw and he goes deep, it's either Deontay Johnson misses the fucking catch or it's just overthrown. Or the, or the receiver isn't on the same page as Ben, like we saw last week with Claypool, where Ben throws the ball and Claypool still hasn't turned around on, like, one of the curl, uh, curl flats. So, I, I, I don't know. Um, but I think mainly it's our offensive line. And everyone was like, oh, my God, the Steelers played all their, like, offensive line rookies against the Bills, and they were so good, they, you know, they beat the Bills. But then, like, in Week 2, who did we lose to in Week 2? The Raiders? Yeah, the Raiders. Um, that was just ridiculous um I don't know but we'll see what happens but Baker Mayfield out this should be a guaranteed win hopefully if our uh offense can play well and uh live up to the challenge but moving into our MLB series the Astros um oh no no wait I'm sorry okay the Dodgers are almost eliminated by the Braves and what a way to see this play. Can you imagine if the Atlanta Braves win the World Series? Who who would have expected the Braves to win the World Series? <laughs> like, honestly. I mean, with the way the team looked before the season, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, they were kind of favorites to win. Yeah. But I mean, with, with the, all the injuries, especially to Acuna, mm-hmm. with that injury, no, I don't think anybody expected them to make it this far into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the Dodgers, are they're defending World Series champions, right? I think so. Yep. Yeah, they yep. won last year. So, I just, if, if the Dodgers don't win, I'm going to be surprised. They were my pick, even when the Yankees were in the fucking wild card game. I could have sworn, yeah, the Dodgers are going to win the World Series again. Um, I mean, what else is new? But, yeah, I think the Dodgers are going to get eliminated. Um, but then on top of that, Houston, uh, the Houston Astros... They're looking to close out their series against the Red Sox, which I'm happy about. And I hope whoever wins the Dodgers and Braves series kicks the fucking uh, um, Astros' ass. Because one, fuck Altuve. <laughs> and fuck the Astros. I hate them. Cheating bastards. But anyways. Um, but the, here's the thing. Do you hate the Red Sox more than you hate the Astros? That's the thing, man. That's the thing. Listen, I first it learned. should be an easy question. Yeah. But yeah, it should be. Apparently, it's very difficult for you. Yeah, it is for me. Because here's the thing. When I first got introduced to baseball and was a Yankees fan, uh, the first rivalry I was ever introduced to as a Yankees fan were the Astros. And then I started learning more about Mm -hmm. the Red Sox when I watched them during the regular season. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I hate them both evenly, but it's like, who the fuck do you root for? It's like, okay, listen, I despise the fucking Red Sox, but I, I, I also hate the Astros. Despise and hate are two different things. <laughs> so, hate, yeah, I guess hate would be the better one. So, yeah, go Astros, I guess. But when, when the Astros move on, like, you know, I hope they win. Kind of like uh, during the Stanley Cup uh, third round with Tampa when they were playing the Islanders, I was rooting for Tampa. And then when they got to the final, I was rooting for Montreal. Kind of like that situation. Um, 
But yeah. And I kind of, I never had a problem with the Tampa Bay Lightning until, you know, I knew you were a fan of them. <laughs> so now I just root against them. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So that's funny. But um, yeah, I don't know who's going to win the World Series. I really hope the Dodgers do. Um, but it's not looking good for them. They need to win two more games to do so. In a row, by the way. Um, they play tomorrow at like 1045, I think. So that's that. But I gotta, I gotta talk about this for a while. WWE Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Um, so, I can't even explain to you how stupid this was. Um, it was ridiculous. And, um, you know, to think that they were in a different, you know, place and in front of different people and it was one o'clock here for us. So stupid. And it's surprising because usually in Saudi Arabia, it's called Super Showdown. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so it was odd that they did Crown Jewel there this year. But anyway, so Seth Rollins had a match with Edge and Helena Selleck. We haven't seen that match a thousand fucking times. Um, it was decent. And then they had the first ever uh, Queen Crown bullshit or... Queen of the Ring, and then we had King of the Ring, and uh, those were both boring. Uh, Xavier Woods won King of the Ring this year. Just a really, like, annoying pay-per-view, like like a card of fucking Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, or or NXT. <laughs> like, it was not good at all. The only match I looked forward to on that card was the Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and, um, that was the other one. And Bianca Belair match, which was also shitty. Mm-hmm. Of course, it ended on a roll-up because WWE is fucking clueless. Um, yeah, so then the Brock Lesnar match. I gotta fucking talk about this match. So, I'm not sure if you caught the highlight of last week's SmackDown. No, because you guys were playing up at Northern Lane, so you, got, you didn't probably get a chance to see it live. But um, Lesnar, they, they have their contract signing. And Roman Reigns comes out, you know, with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar sitting up on the table with his fucking farmer gear on. And uh, Roman hands a contract to Brock. Brock just signs it immediately. And Roman's like, you must be some kind of a dumbass. And, Ro- and fucking Brock says, Mike, he's like, listen, Roman, I already looked over the damn contract this morning with my advocate, Paul Heyman. <laughs> and and the, the crowd just goes fucking nuts and, you know, his music hits yada 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 you know the show ends so now we get to crown jewel and um it's the end of the match and both are down there's no referee because of course brock lesnar f5'd roman reigns into charles robinson so there's no ref of course i mean how many times are they going to pull that card in roman reigns match you know what i mean so there's no ref and so finally they're both down in the ring. But Brock just got speared. And Paul Heyman is like crying on the outside. He throws the uh, belt, the Universal Championship belt, in the ring and yells, You know what to do. So Brock Lesnar like kind of wakes up because he was like, you know, in quotes, knocked out. And Roman Reigns realizes this. And they have like a tug of war over this belt. Brock gets the belt. And then here come the Usos, double super kick. Of course, no ref. And um, Roman Reigns gets a belt, hits fucking Brock over the head with it. One, two, three. 
So, after this, Paul Heyman is walking back with this, like, like fucking revolting look on his face, like, oh, fuck. Like, and he knew something was wrong, and it was either it's a ploy, or he was just surprised Roman won. Um, but they are definitely leaning towards Paul Heyman turning on Roman Reigns. But it's kind of too obvious at this point. Um, but yeah, so it, the match was decent. I just didn't really like the ending, like, because now they're obviously going to have a rematch. Like, you hit me over the head, you can't win fairly, because Brock right now is obviously being centered as a face. Um, so, you know, you can't win fair, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, that's going to be what the whole story is. But he has, the next pay-per-view is uh, Survivor Series, stupidest fucking pay-per-view. Um, and that's obviously going to be Big E, if he's still the champion, versus Roman Reigns. Now, that match is going to be fucking fire. Big E versus the Tribal Chief, uh, Roman Reigns. WWE Championship versus Universal Championship. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that's going to be an interesting pay-per-view as well. But, I don't know, I think Paul Heyman turns. I think he does. Um, because, and another thing we have to wonder, who the hell beats Roman Reigns now? Who beats Roman Reigns? No one is going to beat him now. It's like, what the hell do you do? I don't don't know what to tell you there. Yeah. I mean, it's a serious question. If Brock can't beat him, who can beat this guy? I'm starting to lean towards the theory of The Rock returns at the next WrestleMania, and as a, like a surprise, fights him and wins the title. But it's like The Rock wow. has so many places to be. You know what I mean? Like, The Rock is like Hollywood. I, I, I don't think there's any possible way that he like has a s- surprise grand return. Um, But who knows? It's The Rock. So, who knows? I mean, they brought back John Cena for three months. So, But then, you know, after the three months hashtag summer of Cena, you know, it was over. Just like that, so... But thank you, everyone, for listening to this edition, or Halloween edition, of Sports Avenue. We will be back here uh, next Friday. Well, actually, no, we, we got plans next Friday. We both do. <laughs> Steven has big plans yeah. next Friday. He needs to be yeah. the team next Friday. Um, <laughs> so we'll figure out next week's episode schedule, and we'll get that out to you on our Instagram. If you want to follow us, it's official underscore sports underscore avenue. Um, I just... What... An episode here. How many minutes did we reach it? We definitely didn't go over our limit. Oh, we're yeah. at 38. Whatever. But listen to last week's episode. Next week, when we do record our episode, believe it or not, will be the last episode of Season 3. And then we move on to the Big Four. And then after 10 weeks of the Big Four, it's the Big Five. And we have tons of shit. No, we don't. But we will have tons of shit planned for Season 5. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned on our, uh, Instagram. That's where our updates are. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. I mean, we don't post much on there, but you know, um, alrighty, everyone. Thank you for listening. And I hope you all have a nice restful weekend. This is Ellie Laura Piper signing off with Stephen Hines. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>